friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer, and I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Sean, your host. Um, I am here with a very special guest. Do you go by Jess or Jessica? Jess. Jess. Okay. So Jess, my friend Jess here, she is a registered nurse, a transformative coach, and a women's empowerment mentor. She helps women awaken their feminine energy, reclaim their power, and and heal their relationship with themselves so they can become magnetic to the life, business, and relationships that they desire. Um, Jess, I know we've kind of like run in the same circles for a while, but we're finally going to be kind of in the same, in the same container for the next year starting up soon. So I'm super excited to, to be in that circle with you, but can you just like give a short introduction of yourself and who you are, what you're about to my listeners? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually want to switch it. So I've been attracting some men into my containers too. And it's really, (laughs) yes, yes. So now it's more so like a soulful life and business coach, but yes, we do deep healing with themselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's more so that feminine energy. So it's working with men too, of like reclaiming their feminine energy, even Mm. owning that and being in that vulnerable state and holding space for them at this whole nother level. So that's super exciting too. I wanted to add that in there because that just happened not too long ago. So nice. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in a little bit because there's a lot that that I really want to expand upon there. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been in the healthcare field for 13 years now. Um, kind of had a spiritual awakening. I do a lot of spirituality work as well. A lot of energetic work. I'm a Reiki master, been a Reiki master for five years. And that's really where my journey began with myself was coming back to my true self and, and nervous system work and all of the things there. I was super anxious, depressed, a lot of things going on with me back then. Um, so Reiki is really what, what saved me, I always say, and mm-hmm. learning Reiki and the energetic frequencies of, of the world. And how to balance that in our bodies and how to just be and just it's been a process. It's been about five years, but that led me to what I'm doing now. And that's that deeper transformative coaching and, you know, being burned out and all of the all of the lovely things that come in the healthcare field right now. And I actually still do hospice PRN because it's more of that holistic modality modality. So I've been in the home health hospice realm for about eight years now. but I just love it so much because it is more of that natural state. So that's kind of 
what helped with the burnout, but still there's a lot of burnout in hospice, a lot of emotional burnout, but that's what I needed. So yes, just a bit of background of like my, my family history. We didn't show emotions, like mm. never said I love you. We never hugged. We never, I never had any of that growing up. So it makes sense now that I'm diving deep into all of those things and yeah. I'm allowing that in and to receive all of that. And so it just makes perfect sense, like how everything kind of aligned up to what I'm doing now. So love it. Oh my gosh. I I love what you mentioned there. And thank you for sharing that little bit about like your family and how you grew up. Because I also think that in the topic of like feminine energy, which is what we're going to be talking about today, a lot of that also can be tied to how you grew up. And if like your parents even implemented any of that kind of energy as they were either showing or not showing love or, you know, just like communicating with, with you in general. So how did your family life, like the way that you grew up play into like the work that you're doing now? Like, how are you kind of utilizing that? Well, I'm utilizing it for myself for healing. So it all began with me and the deeper healing of like, okay, I know that I can't show emotions, especially in relationships. So that's, that was a huge struggle for my ex-husband and I, so I recently went through a divorce as well. And yes, I, I had a lot of issues, but I was working on the issues, working on the communication, working on showing love. And it's more about love languages. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's another topic, but, um, I just was always shown that it wasn't okay to, ex- it wasn't safe. I would say it wasn't okay, but like, I didn't, I never knew what answer I was going to get. Like if I, express my needs or if I expressed anything, because I just never had that showing, you know, growing up. So of course I'm going to attract that in a relationship, yeah. like feeling safe to express or all the things there. So that's really where a lot of the childhood stuff I guess came in from, because like I said, we never said, I loved you. Like I could not tell you the last time, which I love my dad. I mm. love, my, love them dearly, but it was that era. They were, you know, grown up in that era where we didn't talk about feelings. We didn't mm. hug. You know, my grandpa is a farmer, Midwest typical. So is my other grandpa. He's a mechanic, but you know, they were, they, they taught their kids, you know, of course it's a generational thing. Like we don't show feelings and we don't hug. We don't say, I love you. And all of the things. Um, once I had kids, I guess I would say that's where like that pivotal moment, I was like, you know, I'm not going to do this to my kids. I don't want them to feel like I did. Mm-hmm. And so that caused me to work on my inner self and work on loving myself because I didn't love myself when yeah. I began. I didn't even know what love really looked like. I, I looked at it as more of like a coping mechanism of like a needy attachment. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's for yeah. It. Yeah. So really having kids opened my heart to be like, cause honestly in high school, I was an asshole. I was a bitch guys. Like, <laughs> Not a nice person, but it makes sense though, because of how I was, you know, raised and we weren't allowed, not that I, we weren't allowed. I just didn't feel safe to express and express all those mm. needs. So having kids was like a huge pivotal moment for me of like, I don't ever want my child to feel like I don't love them. Like yeah. I know my parents love me, but to hear it is just a different, yeah. It's a different level. It's like validation and yeah. And, things. and my family's great. Like I said, I have a, I had an awesome childhood. Otherwise, like I had all my needs met. We went on vacations. We went to the races. We're a big racing family. Like we still do a lot of things together. And I'm at my parents' house every single day. But mm-hmm. the emotional aspect, it was uncomfortable for my dad. It's uncomfortable for my mom. And it makes sense because 
it was uncomfortable for their parents to instill that in them too. So, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. It's bringing up so much for me too. Like, cause you know, I consider myself as someone who has had a pretty good childhood as well, but like, there are little things that you don't realize you carry with you. Like, for example, like one of my big things is I'm, I'm really emotional, right? And I never felt safe to express my emotions because every time I would cry, if I was upset about something, especially if I was in trouble or I did something bad or made a mistake, my parents would tell me to stop crying. They were loving parents. I love my parents. But like that, for some reason, stuck with me. And every time I would cry, it would make me feel unsafe to feel those things or like I would be judged or like I'd be really criticized because because of that, you know, and it was something really small that they probably didn't even realize. But I love how you touched on how like little tiny things, it doesn't have to be this big traumatic event, it can be small, tiny little behaviors that you picked up as you were a kid. I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I always say like, even like the little T traumas like that can have such a huge impact on how you progress and how all of the other things, like I said, I was really mean in high school. I mean, yes, I had a really big heart, but like, if I didn't like you, I didn't like you. And it was like, <laughs> don't look like the wrong way. And that's the complete opposite of who I am today and how I show up in my relationships even and mm. all of the other things. It's just, it's just been such yeah. a huge journey, but having kiddos will, or even having a spiritual awakening of like being at rock bottom. And that's kind of what it was for me. I was like, I was at rock I was at rock bottom. Like I was in, I was a new mom, mm-hmm. probably going through postpartum depression that I didn't want to admit. Cause I was just trying mm-hmm. to numb it out. Like, yeah. I know I had postpartum depression in there. Um, but just being fed up with suffering. And mm-hmm. I just, one day I was like, I'm so fed up. Like, can you give me a sign of like, what the hell I need to do here? Yeah. And then I said, Reiki. I seen Reiki on a Facebook post. My, one of my mentors, May, she's amazing. I, I went and she's like, yeah, I'm doing this thing now. Like, come try it. Come try it with a facial. So I got yeah. a facial and got Reiki and it was just a, an amazing experience. It was really the first time other than labor. I felt <laughs> in my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, labor's intense, but, um, but I had really fast labors though. I like went from like a one to like a 10 and like an hour. So I had really, yeah. but, but it was the first time I felt like in my body felt the sensations in my body and was like meditating. Like I've always heard of meditation and I just was like, I can't quiet my mind to do that. I just, I, Mm. I, I can't. So being in another presence of somebody doing a guided meditation and then doing Reiki at the same time and just Mm. getting those sensations and that embodiment of that. And back then I didn't know what the heck embodiment meant. I don't even think I, I didn't know what anything meant back then. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But that's really the first time where I actually felt like I was, I was myself and I was in my body. So. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the fact that you didn't feel safe, right. To express your feelings or to like express love. So how does that, how does that look for you now? Like what, what things do you do now to help you feel safe, to express your emotions, to express love to other people and receive it too? Yeah. Yeah. So to feel safe, to express, like it it really started with an inner, with an inner thing. I got out of the environments that Mm -hmm. I didn't feel safe in and didn't feel connected in. So, Mm. you know, that being my past relationship with my ex-husband, yes, he's a great man and all of, all of the things, but 
anger was another huge thing for my, my family. And it still is. Um, that's the only emotion we were like allowed to express was anger. Mm. So getting out of the environments was a key thing because your environment plays, you know, like 90% of how you show up and how you, how you project out into the world too, just because of what you're receiving. So it was a part of that receiving, like I was receiving a lot of negativity and a lot of anger. So taking myself out of that environment and then just focusing on positive things and how I could shift my energy every morning from negative thoughts to positive thoughts Mm -hmm. and then creating that safety in my body. So being like, it's okay. Telling myself it's okay to express my, my needs and my desires because I'm, yes, I'm human, but I'm allowed to have these desires and I'm allowed to have the type of relationship and the type of life that I want too. So it was more reclaiming that Mm. there's kind of like a whole conjunction of multiple things, but the biggest takeaway was feeling safe in my body. So calming my nervous system down, not being in that sympathetic mode all the time or that dorsal mode all the time, like the Mm. depression mode or, you know, that anxiety mode. Um, so getting to know my body and getting to know my safe space and my body too was huge. Mm. Yes. Yes. I love how you mentioned like connecting with your body because really like this is the house where all of the things live. (laughs) Like our bodies are, Mm just like the vessel and everything, all the energy and everything that we're feeling lies underneath. And so to make, to be connected with our body, to feel our physical presence and like create that environment, external environment of safety can just like help that whole process move along. And that really does, does tie in with like the concept of feminine energy of like connecting, being able to receive, getting into your body. So like for people listening who are not really familiar with like feminine energy, masculine energy, like what the difference is. Can you kind of give us like a little explanation of that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So mass. So we all have these two type of energy centers within our body. So we have that masculine energy and then we have that feminine energy. Mm-hmm. The masculine energy is all about the doing and it's the being action oriented. So Masculine energy is more of that stable and more predictable. So it's more Mm -hmm. of that clarity, that focus. It likes to create structures, rules, learn how to apply them logistically, all of the things there. Feminine energy. So masculine is more of the doing. Mm -hmm. Feminine energy is more of the being. So being in flow, being dynamic as well, because our power kind of resides in that feminine energy, that core space. Mm. And I like to frame it also as is the feminine energy. The movements cannot be predicted or always explained with the rational mind. It's more yeah. of the body approach. It's, it's the energy that doesn't follow any rules other than the guidance from the heart and from the intuition. So intuition mm-hmm. really lies in that feminine energy and that creative space too. So mm-hmm. feminine is more of the being it's more of the, the embodiment process of being the true essence of who you are at the core. Mm, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that people really can connect with the masculine energy because it's very like practical. It's very methodical. It is, it makes more sense like logically for people. Um, And so what do you feel like, you know, in the clients that you work with, how do you see people struggling with tapping into the feminine energy? Like what are the main barriers that you see and people allowing themselves to actually tap into that? Yeah. Well, society 
I would say the old society norm is that we do, 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 we overwork and we're even being a nurse, you know, we were programmed to, you work to succeed. So Mm -hmm. that is really instilled in a lot of us. Like we have to work our asses off to succeed. Um, So with that being said, getting people to tap into that feminine flow and that more of that feminine energy, it's pleasure, it's sensuality. So it's more of the pleasure. And that could be, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but we're just going to flow. Uh, It could be even tapping into having coffee every morning. Like Mm. that's pleasurable to you. So it's starting to have more awareness around of, Ooh, what do I really enjoy every morning and how can I bring some of that in? So that's one of the little barriers that really helps kind of crack people. It's like, Mm -hmm. or even when you're doing the masculine things, Mm -hmm. I actually just talked about this with a client the other day. So she used to be an engineer, Mm. very masculine, like very, very in the doing all the time. Yeah. Um, and so she's having a lot of overwhelm in her business because she's doing, doing, doing the things, but it's not going anywhere because she's just doing And she's like, I'm doing like, I don't get why I'm not getting anywhere and I'm still feeling stuck. And so we brought in a little bit of that feminine energy. I was like, well, what can, what can you do while you're doing the masculine things? How do we bring that feminine energy into what you're doing? Is that playing some music in the background, some pleasurable music? Is that drinking some coffee? Is that drinking some tea when you're doing these masculine more things to, have some of that creativity to start to flow in. Mm. And it was like magic. Wow. Had such a huge, not little, she even wrote me the next day and was like, I went to the store because sexuality is something else that we're working on with the feminine energy and just being comfortable in her body and yeah. allowing that sensual and that men as well. Cause that's part, that's part of it too. And she's like, I looked for like a women's fitting coat versus like a man one. And I was like, hell yes. Like that's another little win there too. So it's just bringing in pleasure, bringing in the fun, bringing in the play. Like, why are we here doing what we're doing on this earth? If we're going to be miserable doing the masculine things and blah, like, no, bring in some play into it. Yes. Yes. And I feel like you probably work with a lot of like high achieving people, right? Like people who like are are kind of like at a, a different level and, and I noticed because I, I mean, I work with those t- type of people, too. And a lot of times they can get really caught up in like the tasky things or like the to do list and like just checking things off. And even though you can be doing like the actions that will help either bring you success or make you more productive or whatever it is you're wanting to do, you can be doing all of the things like there is such a huge impact that you're energy has on those things. Like I can, and we talk about this all the time in, in the nurse coaching community, like you can send a message to someone to offer to coach with them and have that, like, you know, you can be tapped into your feminine energy and your masculine energy, and you can just be in flow and they're going to pick up on it and it's going to be received well versus sending the exact same message to somebody else with a different energy from like a more you know, like disconnected type of energy and it can be received totally differently. So it's just really interesting how like both of those things kind of are into are in play whenever you are wanting to be successful or like working on a goal or something like that. Like there has to be balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of times with my clients, they get too much in that masculine. So Mm. that's where we get to, we, we get to come in and play with the other the other fun energy, I love feminine energy and just getting to talk about it because intuition, like intuition's huge. And that 
really lies in your feminine. And a lot of people, I want to talk about intuition for a moment, just because it is such a, such a big thing. Yeah. Um, Intuition is, it's more led through, it's, it's a calm feeling. So usually like for me, my intuition, when it comes in, it's the first thought that's in my head. And then all the other fear comes in and all the other thoughts start, start rushing in. So intuition is not going to feel like anxiety, guys. Yeah. Like, intuition is not. Intuition yeah. is going to feel calm. It's going to feel deeper. It's going to be that deeper knowing and that deeper sense of, okay, yeah, this is right. But that's a muscle that you have to start practicing and you have to strengthen. Mm-hmm. I call it the intuition muscle. Like you have to yeah. tap into that every single multiple times a day to strengthen that, to get to know it better, to get to know your body better. That's Mm -hmm. why I do a lot of somatic work. Like you tap in, I always call it like a meditative, but awake, like meditation that I walk some clients through. If they're having a self-limiting belief, like the thoughts behind that belief and the energy behind that belief. And where's that energy stuck at in the body? Like, is it in your heart space? Is it in your gut? Is it in your legs? Like it can pop up anywhere. And then we get to talk to that part of you. We get to go within and talk mm. to the body's wisdom and see what comes up. And it's yeah. fucking magical. Most so of the good. time, what comes up and huge shifts, like huge shifts, even within doing that little bit of somatic work, because our bodies are our wisdom keeper. Like yes. they are the key to unlocking all these little boxes that we have stuck in us. And mm. We get yeah. to explore all that. And it's just really so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of like, um, so I'm working with a human design coach and I know you're like really into human design as well. So like one of the things that I've been working on and, you know, like that you brought up intuition, that's really awesome because that's one of the things that I'm really like putting at the forefront of my focus this year is like honing in on my, my intuition and using that to make all of my decisions. And it's just interesting because like as soon like as you were talking about intuition being the first thought that you have or being like a first the first bodily sensation that you have, like now every time I make a decision and I don't know like what to do, I'll like close my eyes. And I do this with my clients all the time. I close my eyes or I have my clients close their eyes and like take a deep breath and really feel like what the first thing coming up for them is. And that's what, that's like the next, that's the next action step that they take. Or really there's not like even, sometimes there's not even an action step to take. It's just to kind of sit with it, which is also very feminine. And like, you don't have to do anything with the feelings that come up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. That's why I always say intuition is, is our, oh, I don't even know. It's just so magical. I don't even have words. It's just divine. (laughs) It's from the divine. It's just I believe that we all have God within ourselves because we're all part of God, higher source, whatever that is to you. And that's a lot of the fun things that come along with feminine energy too, is surrendering, surrendering to that support, surrendering to Mm. the universe, to God, allowing and trusting that you're going to get the answers and you're going to receive the support that you need from that higher realm too. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that word surrender. Tell me a little bit about like, the struggle that people have with surrender, because whenever I hear that, I mean, I'm kind of in this place now where I can, but like old me, like previous version of me would probably have had a heart attack at the word surrender, like just like letting go of control. Like I'm a recovering control freak here. So uh, what are you typically seeing in people whenever you see them have trouble with surrendering to the outcome, being unattached to the outcome? Yeah, it's that, it is, like you said, it's that control. It's, 
it's, they have the anxiety and they, they want to have control over the situation, but what I work with my clients on, it's like, okay, but what do you ultimately have control over? You only mm-hmm. have control over yourself mm-hmm. and how you're, how you're feeling. And this is that projection. I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a mental projector in human design. So I yeah. use projections a lot because it's just my thing, <laughs> um, but it's what, what you are feeling energetic wise in yourself. Like if you're feeling that control, if you're feeling that anxiety, your, your client is going to co-regulate with you. Your client is going to mm. pick up on that. Yep. Energetically, whether you're in their space or not, you're still energetically, you have that cord there because you've already connected. You've already done the call. Say they're waiting on a proposal or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're being attached to the outcome because it's more of that needy energy. It's more of that, Ooh, I need, I need this client to survive, you know, and more mm. of that survival mode. Um, so coming back, I always come back to your space. Like, how would you want to project this out to your client? So they mm-hmm. feel safe. all about safety, all yeah. about trauma. Like I do a lot with trauma informed sales, even and trauma informed mm-hmm. content, all about creating safety with your client. So it all starts with you and that, that energy that like we kind of talked about earlier that you're radiating out. Mm-hmm. No idea if I answered your question, but that just like came through and I just, <laughs> I don't honestly know if you answered my question either, but I was like really sucked into what you were saying. So I don't even care. Um. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. It right. just divine messages just come through and I'm like, whoever needed to hear that needed to hear it. And I don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's just another perfect example of like being in flow with that feminine energy, like, you know, with these podcast episodes again, like, so I was telling you kind of at the beginning before we started recording that I'm pretty chill when it comes to recording. Sorry, my dog is. And I've, I've seen other podcasters like have a list of questions, like an agenda, like a, 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 a format that they follow. And like, it gives me like anxiety thinking about that, (laughs) you know, just because I feel like there's so much beauty that can come from just like being in flow and, like kind of just going with how, how the conversation goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you've been attracting more men into your containers and that's really interesting, right? Because like, we're talking a lot about feminine energy and like feminine versus masculine. And I don't think there, there needs to be like a one versus the other or like one or the other. Um, but tell me how your work with men is looking and in, in helping them tap into their, feminine energy and balancing that with their masculine. Yeah. So with, with men, so they just getting the feedback from men too, of like, okay, women have, we have friends, like we're allowed to talk about emotions. We're allowed to, it's more societal, like normality. Like it's okay to talk about emotions. It's okay to express and have that vulnerability piece there. But for men, if they're more in the masculine, it's very hard for them to do so. So it is more of them needing more support, like just some feedback that I got from a client just yesterday. He was like, you know, we, I I have a healing session and then I just get left out there. Like I just get left by myself and I don't feel supported. Like I don't feel like that integration of that healing session or whatever trauma work that we're doing or nervous system work, whatever you want to label that as, but more of that integration period they do feel more left out because it's not, there's depending on the man, of course, and in the type of friends, but there's a lack of support there. 
for men to be open, to be vulnerable, to do the healing. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I feel like it is just more, like I said, like more of the societal norm thing. And it's Mm -hmm. more of that old era because we're moving into that new era, the the new age of Aquarius. We're, we're moving into a higher conscious level, people that want to heal, that people want to use their gifts, people that want to be happy, want to live joyfully, want to be kind of rebels and be an entrepreneur. Like I always say, everyone's probably going to turn into an entrepreneur in the new area. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the same. (laughs) Yeah. Just because of the old era. So I really just feel like it's some self-limiting beliefs there. Mm. Um, you know, deeper work that needs done just that was instilled that has been instilled yeah. us. Yeah. And that we gotta peel that stuff back and provide them the support and that safety container where they they feel supported. Cause that's one of the huge things we do as coaches. Yeah. I, you know, it's supporting our clients and whatever comes up for them, especially in deep transformative work. It's it's a type of it's another, it's an energetic connection. It's an energetic support even. So even when you're not with your client, like you still have that cord connection with them. So it's still like doing that, that you still have that connection and still supporting them in the higher realms, even and Mm. using that support from God source, whatever that is to you too. Mm -hmm. So it's opening up that crown chakra even more for them to have that support too, because it is huge. It is huge. It was such a game changer for me when I felt alone I felt like I didn't, I couldn't talk to anyone. I didn't have anyone to talk to. I I had no support, like God, universe, archangels, everything up there was supporting me because I was asking for signs. So that's the fun thing about the spirituality realm too. It's like, when you you start asking for signs, you're going to get them. Mm -hmm. And the first couple of times I got them, I was like, oh my gosh, is this, is this real life? Like what what is happening (laughs) right now? Yeah. Um, So that's really fun stuff too. So if, anyone's interested in like the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein. I tell everyone to go mm. with that book. If you're wanting to tap into spirituality, if you're wanting to tap into that support of the divine and all of the lovely things there, it's a really good starting point for someone that doesn't know what they believe in. I have a lot of clients that actually, yeah. they don't know what they believe in and we get to work on that. We get to work through that in very non-judgmental space. I believe there's a higher source, God, whatever else, as long as you believe in something up there that can help support you in a higher dimension, yeah. then yeah, we get to explore that and we get to hone in on that more because mm. that support is forever lasting. I always yeah. say not to scare anyone because I don't want to ever instill fear, but you are the only person you have like in this lifetime, you answer to yourself at the end of your deathbed, mm-hmm. you get to look back and see what that looked like. Like it's really up to you. Like and that's a power move too. Like that's your choice. Yeah. It is your choice how you create your reality. It is your choice how you show up every day. You're yeah. making that embodied decision. You're mm-hmm. making that choice. Yeah. Yeah. That really reminded me of like that deathbed meditation that Shelby did in the goal setting ah. workshop. And it was just mind blowing to me. And it's interesting that you say that because like ultimately whatever your belief system is, right? Whether you're religious or not, or if you believe in a higher power at all, ultimately that is who you're with at the end is you and yourself and your life and and reflecting on your life. And so like we talk about like this balance between masculine and feminine energy. It's like how much of your life do you want to spend just doing, right? Like just doing and not 
being, not enjoying, not like feeling pleasure, not having fun. Like not to say that the masculine stuff can't be fun, but like there's this element of like a balance between the two, which, you know, whenever you were talking about working with men, it's so interesting that generally they don't feel as supported because ultimately like what feminine versus masculine, like it's all, we're all just humans, you know, and we all need, we all have like the same basic needs. If you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we all have those same basic needs. Right. So what do you feel like whenever you are working with clients, what do you feel like is the point to start if they don't know what they believe in, if they don't know where they're going, where do you start with them? We start. So if they don't know, they don't know what they believe in. I like to start with tapping into their higher self and that's what they do. Yeah. That's there. So we get to, that's a really good starting point for someone that's like, I don't even, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what, I I just don't know where to begin. Like do a higher self meditation even, or Mm -hmm. ask for, you know, reach out to me or even Sean, like reach out to us and be like, what does that even look like? Like, yeah, I love doing that. Like the future self, higher self. Like I, I tend to do that at the very beginning as well, just because many people haven't really even explored that. Like what does their future look like? What would they like their future to look like? Not what they, not like what programmed path they're on, but like no, no judgment, no limitations. What do you want it to look like? You know? And and there are so many people that have like this block of like, well, I want something, but I don't know if I can get it. So I'm not going to say it out loud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the higher self meditation is super powerful because getting into the, and that's where, you know, our nervous system comes in play, getting to know what your higher, what she looks like, what she feels like, what does she smell, you know, being at that next best version, what does she hear? Like what environment mm. is she in? and bringing that into the mind. So bringing that somatic piece into that meditation and really getting into the energy standpoint. That's one mm. thing to like, okay, what are you feeling when you're, when you're there? Like what's going on in your body, tingling sensations, like where are they at and how, mm. how does that make you feel? Is it excited? Is it anxious? And we always want to make sure it's the good feelings. Yeah. So yeah, usually nine times out of 10, it's good feelings for anyone, mm-hmm. uh, but really getting into the sensations. The sensations are what, what's we want to take a blue. So I have them take a blueprint. Like when we're mm. at that higher state in that meditation, I'm like, okay, take a blueprint here. Like you can take a snapshot of how your body feels and what she looks like and all of those things. So you can capture that. Mm-hmm. And I want you to wake up every morning the first seven minutes in the morning, because you're still in that subconscious mode a little bit, like yeah. the first 15 minutes, like tap into your inner self and what she feels like it, and visualize that in your head and get mm-hmm. that feeling in your body. And then do it before you go to bed about seven mm-hmm. to you know 15 minutes before you go to bed. Cause again, you're kind of in that subconscious, you're getting ready for that deep sleep where it can really get into that subconscious, that subconscious mind, because that's where, that's where our actions stem from. It, mm-hmm. it goes to our subconscious mind first. And then it starts making these little plans to create it in our conscious mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're ultimately like setting yourself up for success when you do that, like starting your day off that way, ending your day that way. Like that means anything in between, like it's ultimately always, always going to go back to your higher self. If, if you're making that a ritual, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. Tell me about like a favorite experience that you have with a client where you like you felt like you truly helped them tap into their feminine energy and balance it with their masculine. And like, how did it change them? Yeah. Yeah. So actually it would be with the client I was talking about earlier because I've only been working and yes, I've had other clients I've worked with longer, but the short amount of time. So what I do as a coach to work, what we do is really we're collapsing time. We're mm-hmm. collapsing time to get that energy and that transmission of that energy. They're faster for them so they can get yeah. to their next version of themselves faster. So yeah. I just like to use her though, because I have only been working with her for probably two, we've only had two sessions. Wow. So three weeks, maybe. Um, and from when, when she came to me, very masculine, very in the doing, wanted to give up. She wanted to give up and she was ready to throw in the towel. She's like, Jess, if I wouldn't have found you, I would have gave up. Mm. I would have thrown away my business and I would have gone back to my old life because I was just done. I was so stuck and I was just done. Mm. So even within two sessions of bringing in that rest. So a tip is bringing in that rest, bringing in some of that playfulness throughout the day. Like, what do you find pleasure in? Even if it's looking at a crystal that you love, like I have a crystal right here, like, yeah, I don't care what it is, but if you find pleasure, even in looking at something, maybe it's a picture of your kids too, like bringing in that pleasure. So just even instilling those small things, even within two sessions, she's had the biggest energetic shift I have Mm, ever seen. Love it. Literally in three weeks, she's like, even after our first session, she's like, I see my higher self. She was one. She didn't know what her higher self looked like. We got to tap into that. She's like, I know what she feels like. And I have so much power. And I have this, I have this bubble here that I feel like it's going to burst in my core. Cause it's just, there's so much energy radiating there. Mm. And then the next one, she's like, so I felt that burst and I just feel in such flow. Mm. She's like, I just feel so flowy and I, it feels so natural and she doesn't want to fucking quit her business. And she wants, she has oh yeah, so many amazing things that she's even done within like two days. And, but it is harmonizing that, that balance. But for some reason, she's just sticking out so much to me because she's done it so fast. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't happen that fast, but sometimes it does. Like when people tell you, I just want to bring my story into this because yeah, I was, I was on the struggle bus last year going through a divorce, moving out, being a single mom of two kids, trying to have a business. Now walking away, I walked away with nothing from my husband's. Like he has 23 acres, beautiful home. He built it, of course, like a year before we, I actually moved in with him right right when he was building it. But Mm -hmm. I walked away with nothing other than what I already had. And I had to get a new home. I had to get all of the things. I start over. I had to start my life over. Right. So going from, I didn't make any income probably for four months because I was in such fight or flight mode. Mm. I didn't have the time and I did not have the space. I had to go through, I had to get another job because I was worried about finances, you know, having rent. I've never had rent. Like all of these bills, like, yes, we split them, but I've never had all of this like on me only. Yes. Yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge thing, but having zero income months. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple, I had, I signed a couple one-year clients, which was one with a recurring client. And then the other one was a new client. 
but then having a zero month in December, like, and then coming to January and having the attitude of I'm going to fucking make it happen. And I'm going to have a 50 K month and I don't care. Yeah. Like energetically wise, this is what's going to happen. And yeah. I'm at 41 K for the oh, month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so making that embodied decision and making that choice of it can happen. It yeah. can happen if you are committed to making it happen. And if you're open to receiving, that's where receiving comes in for yes. me. It's been a huge shift for me. Um, and yeah. with my client as well, allowing, because receiving is a lot of that feminine energy. It is mm-hmm. open to receive. And it's very hard for a lot of people to receive. Yeah. So it's baby steps there. But I told myself my, the, my word for the year was receive, was receive mm. and allowing that to come in freely. Yeah. And it was hard because I was in such that, you know, and I always say our nervous system is, is our super highway to how we live our life. Our nervous systems are. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. I was in that fight or flight mode for that short period of time. And then getting out of that and having my nervous system reestablished, but it really just decided I got my power back and I was like, this is what's happening. And I'm yeah. going to, to receive open to receive love, open to receive all of my desires I want in a relationship. And I've manifested that tremendously mm-hmm. everywhere. So it really starts with desires. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like get yeah. really clear on your desires. Cause once you get really clear on your desires, they're already done. Cause they're already oh, for sure. And they're already on the way. So then you just got to be open to receive those desires. Yes. Mm, Yeah. Like what comes up for me whenever you were, whenever you're talking about like being open to receive, like I, I think that money mindset has a lot to do with that as well. Like there's a whole feminine masculine energy when it comes to like your thoughts and beliefs about money too. Um, and that really, that really manifests in entrepreneurship. Like if you are someone who has your own business and you have a very like methodical view on money, like this is how much is coming in. This is how much is going out. This is what we need to do to have more commit. Like it's very, like, it's so limiting and just kind of like whenever you were talking about coming into January with this new energy of this is how much I'm making. I don't care how it happens. It's just going to happen. And, and being open to receiving it, doing the actions that, you know, will get you there without being attached to whatever outcome comes like, that's kind of what, that's how to bring more feminine energy inside of like being a business owner, being an entrepreneur and and being open to money flowing to you and through you. You know, we talk about money mindset so much in the nurse coaching world and the entrepreneurial world. So I love that you mentioned that and shared your own stories. Thank you for, for sharing that. Cause I think that that gives hope to a lot of people here who are listening. Like a lot of nurse coaches listen to this podcast. A lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. So, um, so I'm glad that you shared that because I think there's like a lot to be said there in, in balancing masculine, feminine energy, and also with like your money mindset too. Yeah. Money, honestly, that was another huge shift that happened for me. I, I did a money consciousness, like meditation with this other mentor. She's awesome. And one of my limiting beliefs, which I know, I know it's been there and I know it's been a block and I've been trying to work on it is that men have to make all the money. Mm. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> but for me, like that is an entrepreneur. Like my dad owns a trucking company. My dad is very successful. He dropped out at age 16 
didn't, you know, didn't do the normal societal, whatever you want to call it. But like my dad has made, you know, the bulk of the money and especially being in the Midwest, you know, usually the moms stay home. And so that's kind of what was, you know, instilled in me. And then I, I did a money consciousness, like I said, meditation. And I literally seen visualize this man getting out of my body, hopping into this little spaceship away. And then <laughs> yes. after I, was like, I feel so free. Like what just happened? That's a little of the woo guys, but yeah. you know, it, it's a thing because it, it was probably energy. It was some type of energy stagnancy in my body that needed to be, that needed to be released as well, as well, you know, working through the money mindset too. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Love it. All right. Is there anything else that you are feeling is on your heart that you want to share that we haven't talked about yet, Jess? Just, just a message to tune into your heart space every day, tune Mm -hmm. into that heart space and that heart space and that energy, that energy of your heart. Because like I said, that's where your intuition lies Mm -hmm. is really coming from the heart and being heart centered and heart aligned too. Yes. So hopping into more of that love, we can talk about, you know, on a different podcast, maybe about the frequencies of emotions and, you know, shame, guilt and going up from there. But love is, is the ultimate highest frequency that you can feel here on earth. And when you're in that frequency, when you're in in that energetic space of Mm. being of service and then being open to receive and open to give too, because there's that, that harmony there too. Yes. But being in that love frequency. Love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that like makes me think of one of my favorite books ever. I gift all of my clients this book, but um, it's called Heart Minded by Sarah Blondin. Have you read it? I have not, but going to now. So good. Yeah. Like, cause you were talking about like being heart aligned and tapping into your heart space and like in that book, like she's got meditations that go along with it. But she talks about um, like somewhere along the line, there were things that pulled us away from our heart and this book kind of gives you like that, that perfect guide to like bring you back to it. You know, there's, there's things that have, have disconnected you from that heart space, from that source of love. And um, yeah, it just like gives me the chills when I think about that, because like, that's kind of what the vision I have for this podcast for my business is, is to just like put love out into the world, you know, and, and help people really tap back into that heart space for themselves. And so that was a perfect way to kind of round out this, this episode. Um, One final question that I ask every guest, of course, this podcast is called the Aligned and Well podcast, of course. And so what does that mean for you, Jess, to be aligned and well? Yeah, so it is. It's tapping into that heart space where I am tapping into my intuition. That's what alignment means for me. It's tapping into my intuition and having that deeper sense, that deeper feeling and that deeper knowing that this is my path and I'm on alignment and I'm and I'm well doing it. So that's open to receiving and open to continuing working on myself as well to be well, to be as healthy as I can, to be mm. eating the right foods, to be working out, be moving my body and all of the things there and allowing that pleasure to come in as well in my everyday life. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Well, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, connect with you? Where where are you hanging out? Mainly on Facebook is my gig. Um, I have a Facebook group. It's Life on Purpose with Jess. 
And then Instagram, Jessica Ann Co. So I'm just, I just upgraded my name actually. So my new website's not done. So I'm not going to tell you it yet, but when it comes up, you guys can follow me on, on Facebook or join my, my group there. And that, that will be coming soon on my website. So cool. Best area to get in touch with me is Facebook is where I hang out really. And I have an Instagram, but Facebook is my jam. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, all of those links to connect with Jess will be in the show notes for you, for those of you who are listening and want to connect with her. Um, Thank you so much, Jess, for coming onto this podcast, for sharing your heart, for sharing your story. I think a lot of people are really going to resonate with this. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right. So for those of you who want to hang out in our community and keep up to date with all the podcast episodes, I encourage you to join the podcast newsletter and join our Facebook group, the Aligned and Well podcast community. Those links will be in the show notes for you as well. Um, As always, I'm here to serve and support you guys in the most powerful way I can. And just remember, when all is aligned, all is well. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.